Do 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 do. All right. So everyone, thank you for coming back to Tattoo Now, where we're here with Robbie Rapole and Dusty Pitstick to talk about feelings. Let's talk about feelings. Yeah. Um, thank you to Gabe and Guy and everyone at the Reinventing the Tattoo Network. Uh for allowing us to do this, uh, giving us a platform to, to chat um, and share with you, uh, you know, the whole rundown on our feelings uh, about a lot of tat guy related stuff. But as you know, if you've seen this before, uh, we get into just a lot of real life stuff that tattooing in real life, there's a really weird hard line that gets blurred uh well it's not a hard line it's a very blurry fucking line um between life and tattooing because tattooing is life a lot of the times um which leads us to one of the topics uh you said tattooing is life and i thought of vin diesel saying i live my life one quarter sleeve at a time uh <laughs> All right, I dig that. I dig that. Um, <laughs> Memory banks for a future bad tattoo idea. Absolutely, dude. I, it, Fast and the Furious has gotten so out of hand, but it's still like the goat. So like it's out of hand and stupid, but yeah, like I'm still going to watch all of them at, like when they come out at some point. Uh, so to throw Vin oh. Diesel in the tattoo world. Um, so you know Hip, who is... Yeah. Uh, AKA hippopotamus. I think that's what it's short for. Um, he, uh, he went with us, uh, Joey Brenner and I like love the fast and the furious movies. We know they're bad, but it's like, they're going to fly a Toyota into space. Like what, how could we not go see that? And like, uh, it's when so stupid, but it's the best, not, not the new, new, not the Jason Momoa one this summer, but the last one, like maybe two years ago, we went and, Got like at the time we would just grab like eight opening night tickets for every movie we wanted to see and then just take whoever from the shop or just call up homies. And uh, we took Hip to see that. And he's like, I haven't seen any past like Tokyo Drift. Am I going to know what's going on? And we're like, oh, there's nothing to get. Don't worry. Um, and we explained <laughs> to him thoroughly. We're like, dude, it's stupid. It's bad. They're probably going to end up in space. I think John Cena is a cyborg. Like, this is going to be awful, just so you know. But that's the fun. We're going to eat popcorn and watch explosions and just bro down. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I love dumb, stupid movies. It's great. It's great. It's great. And then we left that theater and that man was like so distraught and upset. <laughs> that He's like, what the fuck was that, bro? We're like, dude, we told you it's not good. It's just fun. And he was like really secretly upset about it uh, to the point that he was like, man, fuck this shit. Uh that was my random Fast and the Furious story. It's not great, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I could only imagine what it's like to like not have kept up with Fast and Furious and then go watch a movie and be like, what just happened? <laughs> we went to Japan and like now they skid out cars. It's like, no, now there's robots and they throw each other through ceilings. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So I love that side note. Um, and uh it's funny because, like, you know, I don't know how they don't get burnt out 
on Fast and Furious movies. And you also... Look at that segue! Hey! Uh, what were the... Hold on, I'm pulling up the text. Uh, got a topic for today, question mark? Coming from me. Dusty, can it be how hard it is to be so dang handsome? Burnout is always a fun one. <laughs> what was the burnout from people telling you you're so handsome? Um, so you know what's funny? <laughs> On a similar vein to that, um, I've had a very hard time over the years accepting when people tell me that I'm a good person or that like I'm a good tattooer. Um, like you saved my life when the first time somebody told me that, like, and this is no shade on them. This is all like personal struggles, right? Uh, so the first time somebody told me, like, you saved my life, I was like, God, this person's dumb. They don't know what they're talking about. Like, totally beach giving them chest compressions. You're like, <laughs> you idiot. Totally devaluing the fact that, like, my kindness and my love and my time, my attention uh, and my tattoo work has been enough to save lives. And then I think at some point in time when it really hit me, it was when I, ha I had somebody write me a story, not even a story, but like, just basically like, yo, check this out. Um, this day I had the letter written. I had the outfit picked out. It was gonna happen on a Friday after my shift. Uh, so I wouldn't fuck over work. Um, and one of your videos saved me from following through with my unalive plans. And I'm like, holy shit. So that was like when it finally hit me that like, damn, these people aren't stupid. You actually might have said something that helps them. But I feel like that's on the same vein of being so damn handsome and getting told all the time that you're so damn handsome. <laughs> like, it's hard. Like, and I no. watched it. I mean, I, I watch you go through it. I watch a lot of younger tattooers go through it, um, like being accepted for the first time in a tattoo convention. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like first time somebody said hello to me outside a tattoo convention, and then it happened five minutes later as well. Like there were other artists that also traveled, but it was like, wow, I made friends. People know me. Like it's it's like a hard thing to accept. Oh one of those recently and it was so weird because like you know i'm just bad at taking compliments and stuff i've tried to get better um but there was a lady who i will not name because i don't know if that's weird or not uh and i don't know her well enough to make that judgment um weird interaction at hell city this year where i was tattooing and this lady and her daughter came by and uh, she was, like, just kind of watching me tattoo for a few minutes. And, I mean, her daughter was, like, late teens, early 20s. Like, so this lady's somewhere in our general age vicinity, like, 30s, 40s. Well, if her kid's that old, probably 40s. Um, but she, like, just stopped and watched for, like, five minutes. And I just, you know how I am at conventions. I talk to everyone that walks by. Like, I, like, try to engage. Even if it's clear you're an artist or not getting tattooed or whatever, I still want to say hi and all that and uh, make jokes. And so I just joked with her a little bit and I was like, oh, are you here getting tattooed or are you just floating around looking for artists? Are you a tattoo artist? And she's like, oh, no, I uh, like I'm just here kind of looking around. I live in the area, but I follow you on Instagram. 
And uh, she was like, I, I know I don't live in your city, but, you know, I don't live too far away. I'd like to get tattooed by you. I just use my Instagram to follow artists that I want to get tattooed by. Um, and that was weird for me to be like, hello, stranger from another city that knows who I am, like uncomfortable, not in a bad way, but just like, ah, what do I do? Like, um, but what, I what, don't know what, what really, doing. what really fucked the whole situation up was the lady has a very specific name, like the sort of thing you wouldn't forget. She's not like Mary okay. Jones. Um, you know, it's like, if someone was like, oh, my name is Hugo Slamovich, you'd be like, wow, I'm never going to forget that person's name. <laughs> um, you know, so like, uh, she just had a really specific name and she told me her first name. And I was like, oh, is your last name this? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, your Instagram name is just your name. Uh, and you like like all of my stuff. And it's a very specific name. So that stuck out of my head. And I think it fucked her up worse that I knew who she was. Um, because I'm not, I'm not like living La Vida Loca baller status with my Instagram. Like if I post a good tattoo and it gets a hundred likes, I am like, holy shit, this is, this is life changing. I'm not, you know, like getting like thousands of likes. So I remember names when people like my stories and stuff. And again, it was such a specific name that I was like, oh yeah, you follow me. You like my stuff. Like I know who you are. I know what your name is. And it like made her like, hmm, I don't know how to handle acknowledgement either. Uh, and then her daughter, who had to be like at least a teenager, looked at her like, mom, the tattoo people know you. And she was like, kind of like did <laughs> this one. And then was just like, bye. And just like floated on. Um, it's, it's exhausting. Uh, but it is like any acknowledgement, any people. I, I'm doing 208 in Boise here in a couple weeks. And a girl that found me through their website last year and got tattooed by me reached out like, hey, I want to get tattooed again. And I'm like, that's so weird that somebody on the other side of the whole last country is like, you, you're the person. I'm like, you know how many good tattoo artists are by you? She's like, oh, no, I like your stuff. That's weird. It is, man. It's, it's uncomfortable to deal with. Um, it gets easier over time depending on the person and the moment. Because, dude, like, I have officially accepted that people know who I am. Like, I've, I've kind of had to accept that. I've had, an, and, and like, it's weird, because, like, I've had enough people come up to me and be at a loss for words that I'm like, okay, that person can't speak right now. Like, I know what that's like. That's how I was when I met Bob Tyrell as a wee young tatter tot. I was like, I, I really like your work. Uh, can I get a can I get a tattoo from you? <laughs> like, so when people do that to me, I'm like, holy shit. And I think just the fact that you just accepted that it's happened a lot. Um, and then, you know, doing the other work on yourself after time, you kind of learn to accept it. But like, even still, you can tell I'm uncomfortable talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, well, it's, somebody asked me the other day, you ever signed a baby? And I was like, actually, yes, I have. And it was probably one of the coolest things fucking ever. And like, it was even before I was ready to have another kid, but it, I was with Donna. So it wasn't long ago. 
<clears throat> and we're at a convention and these folks are, hey, Robbie, can you sign our baby shirt? And I'm like, fuck yeah. Well, the baby shirt was on him. So like I'm writing on the shirt and it was like younger than Zen, but probably around the age that you met Zen the first time. So like a few months old, probably a little baby. Ooh, and I'm writing on it. And like, he's like giggling and like wiggling because it tickled his back and shit. But dude, it was just really cool that I signed a fucking baby. You know, like I felt like Ricky Bobby for a second there signing a baby. It was really interesting. But I think you just kind of have to like, you know how I talk about like when you deny a compliment, you may as well slap the person in the face. At some point in time, you've you've given in to that and you're like, okay, fine, I'm done slapping people in the face. Uh, and so you start being like, hey, thank you. Hey, this is cool. And at some point in time, like, when you're signing a baby and you're just like, this is so cool. Like I, I, I was just like, dude, this, this rocks. This like this whole family was just so stoked to fucking meet me. And it's like, I had a lot of great things at that convention specifically uh, of recognition that made me realize like, dude, man, you, you just got to kind of accept that you get recognition certain places, bro. I was in fucking Vegas in a cat in an Uber. And the girl was like, you were on Ink Master. I'm like, Oh shit. Like, dude, <laughs> It happened, dude, it happens everywhere I go. So like, I have to accept that like, it's cool. But like Donna wants to, we want to wrap the rogue um, with Rad Inc. And Donna's like, is she, me and the guy that were, that are wrapping it, we were talking like really cool ideas, you know, big Rad Inc fucking logo, maybe even like zoom it in so you don't even see the whole logo. Like, and like, you know, real, real minimalist style. And Donna's like, I have these ideas. So we got into this, like, you know, just idea war in front of the dude. And like, I look at her and I had this moment and I was like, you're not going to fucking put Ink Master on it, are you? And she's like, yes, I am. And I'm like, Ugh! and like, I shouldn't feel weird because any other tattoo, I'm like, put Ink Master on it. But for me, I'm like, Huh, it's my car though. I don't want to drive around with that on it. You know, like it's so weird. <clears throat> and I think it's just funny how we still get weird about certain things that we know are good for our business. It's weird that I think of how to word it best. Um, it's weird that the things that we will promote for others because we want good things for them are the same things that when it is our turn get uncomfortable. And there's something that uh, um, I was talking about an article recently that basically it, it kind of breaks down what, you know, we all kind of know like what our love language is or what our friendship language and, you know, what, what our thing is, how we give that it, it was really interesting in how it broke down and I had a long conversation about it because it is weirdly true that like what we think is our love language that we're going to give to others. This is how I give. This is how I act. This is how I interact is the same thing that we will deny ourselves. <laughs> you don't like yourself when you think you're wrong, when you think that you have issues or that you're the bad guy. Um, and it's like if you are somebody whose love language is touch then you know i like to uh 
I like to snuggle. I like to be a touchy person. I'm a hugger. When people go to acknowledge you and like, oh, I'll pat you on the back, give you love. You're kind of like, oh, um, if you are somebody whose love language is a lot of affirmation and a lot of gassing people up when people turn around and turn it at you and they're like, nah, you're the, you're the real MVP. You're the, you know, whatever. You're like, no, I just work here, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, am, I am a big gift giver. I try not to give people like too much goofy stuff unless I know their personality and I know they like trinkety stuff, but I am a, I'm a very utilitarian gift giver. I'm the sort of guy, one of the best gifts I ever got was a girl that I dated. This is fuck, probably 15, 20 years ago. Uh, it was winter Christmas and my tires were garbage on my car, my sweet Dodge spirit. And, uh, she paid for new tires. It's like 600 bucks, got my car. And I was like that. I use that. That helps me immensely. Um, back when my dad was alive, once I was like old enough to buy people gifts and shit, what he did for me every Christmas was, uh, what's your biggest bill this month, which was usually like rent or something like that. And he'd be like, I got it. So you, can give other people gifts stress-free and not worry about Christmas money. Like you're covered. Um, which was a super cool gift, but it was just funny because that is my love language. Yeah. And if you buy me anything or do anything for me in that regard, I will like, no, like I would have no problem if you were like, Oh, this dope flamingo shirt, 60 bucks. I would like wait until you're out of the room and then snag it up. Like Donna, what's Robbie size and get it and gift it to you. I go to the store and if a shirt is like $10 on sale, I'm like 10 fucking dollars. Like, Ugh, get it out of here. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it was such a thing. And I think we are both. Gas or upper kind of people that it is when it's turned around and it's handed to you, you can be so motivating that someone thinks you saved their life and not thinks you did save someone's life that way. But when confronted with that, because that is your love language to put good out and to do, you know, gas people up and tell them they're worth it. They're like, hey, you're worth it because you made me feel this way that you're like, eep, like I'm down here. And it's cool to know that you've gotten better at it. I've gotten okay or at it, um, <laughs> which is which is a start. Uh, I've had immersion therapy. Dude, Donna, Donna fucks me. Like everywhere we go, even if we're not talking about it, like if Donna, if Donna feels challenged or threatened or feels the need to puff up and peacock, she's like, well, you know, he was on Ink Master. We own a shop down the street. And like she starts running off all these things. Um, and it's like my accomplishments and shit. But I'm like, yo, shut up, dog. Like, don't talk like that. But like she, Dude, as soon as somebody wants to talk about tattoos, well, he was on Ink Master and like just jumps at him like immediately with that. And she's been Ooh. doing it for five years now. Uh, so, you know, I kind of just, I've gotten, I get, I've gotten better at it because I've just had to, I've gotten used to it. And honestly, we haven't been on the road a lot. So I kind of like, I, I lost the practice of seeing Ink Master all over with my name attached to it. So like, I got a little out of, I was like, <laughs> so it's just really funny. Um, but yeah, dude, you like you have to fucking force yourself. I feel like what is it? Um, uh, my friend Chad that we're doing the human narrative at my shop. Uh, he has OCD, and they do this thing called 
ERP, which is an immersion therapy. I can't remember what it stands for, but it's basically doing the thing that makes you trigger when it comes to your OCD triggers. So like yeah. Ink Master makes me triggered, right? When you say, oh, you're so great. And I'm like, eh, you were on Ink Master. I'm like, eh, you know, like, like, dude, this guy yesterday, he's like, my wife fucking saw the blue check mark and was super stoked. I was like, cool. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. The little things that people think make you, I don't know, uh, exceptional. You're like, no, not exceptional. Don't don't say that. Ew, yeah. you know? Like Ricky Bobby, what do I do with my hands? Uh, yeah. while, like, while equally having no issues telling other people that they're exceptional. Dude, gas um, tell them you'll slap them in the face if they don't believe in themselves. Like, I'm there, bro. <laughs> not to be all gluten-free vegan bicycle crossfit you know the people that always have to tell you like well i do crossfit uh like i have been going to therapy and it is something where something that i have learned from therapists is that they ask things in the form of a question when they're really telling you Mm. and like it stings way harder when someone says well do you well do you think blank because then you get hit with it and you get hit with it politely enough that you can't like just run away into the forest when they say it. Right. Um, right. And I had that moment today where the guy was like, so you, you know, you're like really empathetic. Right. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, do you think that you're so empathetic that you feel guilt for things that aren't in your control? And then you start to, uh, you know, make things worse by being overly empathetic to people who maybe don't deserve it. And I responded with, like, dick. Uh, like, uh, no. um, actually, what I politely said was like, huh. Like, but it is that sort of thing where, like, he slapped me in the face with it, but it is like, sometimes you're just overly empathetic to the point that you can't you feel like you're taking away from the situation of gassing people up or doing good if you're hogging any of that for yourself, uh-huh. which is not what's happening, no. but it does turn into, you know, hey, I bought this whole ass pizza for my friends, and they're like, dude, you should have a slice. And you're like, but I bought it for you guys. I don't want to be greedy. And it's like one slice of the pizza, but like everybody deserves it. And yet at the same time, you're so like, then I'm selfish. Then I'm a dickhead. I did this for them. I don't want any, you know, and like, I don't know, probably just let yourself eat a slice of uh, this mythical, uh, metaphorical pizza. <laughs> exactly. We deserve the fucking slice. Not yeah, the name, metaphorical pizza. <laughs> metaphorical pizza. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you gave yourself a slice of this metaphorical pizza. I know you did. I know you had to. I'm fine. When the the guy that I see is like, uh, like super super soothing voice. Okay. Um. He he looks surprisingly like Aziz Ansari, but if you imagine just him with a very pleasant, like, hello, thank you for coming back in. And he he was wearing like a Mister Rogers cardigan today too. So I'm like, I can't. 
be angry at this man. I just have to let <laughs> him slap me in the face with hard truth in the form of a polite question. Oh, um, but the, the funny thing is, and the reason I suggested burnout as the topic was because burnout comes from a lot of areas. And that is, I mean, the whole conversation we had today was like, you know, why, why do you feel burnt out? And I was like, cause I'm so stressed on fictitious situations where I am trying to be empathetic to people that may or may not deserve it. And I'm trying to roll with things, but I feel, you know, just bad. And he's like, Oh, you feel guilt because you're so empathetic that, you know, you're letting things that are out of your control and people that could potentially even just be wrong, make you feel guilty for not just, you know, doing that level of ride or die or whatever that you can't ride or die for the whole world. Sometimes yeah, you got to let them die or, you know, you got to let people be who they are. Like not everyone sticks around and all that. And it, it was a really cool conversation, but it was like, you're so burnt out because you are trying to fix everything for everyone at all times, whether you owe it to them or not, whether they're even a big person in your life or not, whether they asked for it or not which is a huge one because he's like, stop trying to fix shit for people that didn't ask you to fix shit for him. And I'm like, but stuff is broken. And you've been going to this do good. You've been realizing that for a long while now. So it's interesting to see you like come around in a different way to it, you know? Yeah. It's consulting me for years now, but in ways that I have managed to effectively uh, duck and dodge. So the it turns out that i just needed a nice middle eastern man in a sweater to form it as a question to really uh really fuck my shit up apparently but it, it does and it's burnout comes from so many things yeah. i know people that are so emotionally strong that they're just not extroverts and being extroverted and tattooing and doing conventions and talking is what burns them out i know people like myself who are super extroverted that kind of thrive on that that the day after the convention when you're flying home and it's quiet is what burns you out uh you know being empathetic to clients people that are more of the the therapeutic healing type that talk with their clients like that that shit burns you out it takes a toll when you do a tattoo for someone there's a girl that works at our shop that did a really 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 good black and gray portrait of uh, someone's dog for them and the whole story, basically, that we found out, this lady had this dog for a couple years. Her parents were watching it. It was wintertime. They live on a big farm. Somehow the dog managed to get out to the pond that was frozen. It broke. The dog fell in. The dog passed away. She's getting the portrait for the dog. They had such good conversation. And, like, my client talked with their client. Like, we had a good day in the shop. Right. But that shit's heavy to then, like, look at that photo afterwards and be like, dude, you killed this portrait. Let's critique it. Also, that fucking sucks that this dog died like ugh. um there's so many reasons that we get burnt out but it is cool it do be burnt out lately i feel like everybody has been a little bit yeah it do be yeah i'm in a weird state of um burnt out on the transition to my new life um, because like I don't work a lot tattooing, but I work a lot. Yeah. 
I'm like, I'm everything I always wanted to be for the past 10 years and I'm getting it all figured out. But like, uh, it is difficult. Yeah, that and it is I don't know if this is something you have experienced I think you have that like tattoo isn't bad right now I'm staying busy things are going well it seems like everybody's getting clients uh I've heard a lot of cries of oversaturation but it seems like everything is still going cool so far but I have noticed that we always like everybody depending on where you live and how you operate has like some form of slow season or like oh hey for me i feel like historically it was always decemberish because everybody's buying christmas gifts everybody's very money minded everybody's going on family trips and their kids are out of school for two or three weeks for christmas and then as soon as january hits people start filing taxes they get gift certificates they get christmas money and it pops right back up it's like two or three weeks real chill and easy but I feel like after COVID, like there just wasn't a slow season for two or three years. That's the problem. It's and not oversaturated. It's, now that it's finally chilling out just a little bit and it's not, I still wouldn't call it oversaturated. There are like five good reputable people opened up shops in Dayton in like June like just June and they're all like trying to figure out how to stagger their grand openings. Cause they're all people that like each other, but like, well, we can't all do fucking June 16th. Um, right, right. you know, but it, it, it's, it's getting a little cramped, but so far it's been good, but it just happens to be that that push is also coming from a lot of people who saw dude, it's, this has been the best three years ever. Now's the time to open the shop. Now's the time to take a chance on that apprenticeship. Now's the time to do it. And it happens to be right as the economy is kind of like, eh, uh, you know, uh, door dashing Chipotle is like fucking $800 now. So it, it's very like people are starting to get just a little more chill. And especially right now it's summer. People have their kids out of school, family vacations, going out in the sun, swimming. So this is the first summer in years that I've seen it like still busy, still tattooing almost every day, but like not and I think a lot of people that just got into the industry within the last couple of years and a lot of people that kind of just opened businesses within the last couple of years and made that upgrade from, you know, booth renter to studio owner are seeing a little bit of it. And I think it's got everybody a little burnt out uh, because it is when we the shop I was at when we reopened. In Ohio, it was super weird because they lumped us in with beauty salons when they closed everything for months. Mm -hmm. And when they reopened, they said beauty salons can reopen. And they didn't specifically say tattoo shops. And so, you know, just in Dayton alone, which we're like a decent sized city, but we're not huge. There's well over 100 well-known tattoo artists in Dayton. That's enough people just in this one city on top of Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Akron that are all blowing up the attorney general's office. And they're like, does that include us? Can we open? What's the deal? Do we need to be inspected? Like, how do we do this? And they finally said, okay, we hear you tattoo artists. We're going to open. Yeah. You guys open too. We get it. Uh, and they gave us the news on a Wednesday night and then tattoo shops could reopen Friday morning. So we had 48 hours 
And the shop I was at, we made a Facebook post that said, hey, we're going to get the people we had to reschedule first. But then, you know, hit up the inbox. And I think in 24 hours, we got 200 emails from people that wanted to get tattooed. Like it was insane. And we were telling people, you know, Um, yeah, because you're giving it hand signals. Your thumb was sitting uh, there. Yeah. If you do this, it, you it, it raises your hand and stuff. What? That's so cool. Wait, now it's making a lot. There we go. See? Come on. Whoa. I was trying Bing. to figure out what that was. Good. That's cool. All right. I love you. Your console's you here. I'm just going to tell them, like, maybe, like, marijuana. The one that was supposed to be here for you. No, no. Where are you going? To finish setting up the stuff. Oh, okay. What'd you come in here for? Just to let you know that they were here. Brittany already texted me. Oh, sorry. Your systems and processes work, bro. All right, hello. Love you. Love you too, Bessie. He said thanks. You said thanks? Love you. Oh, he said thanks, love you. His, his earbuds cut out. Yeah, they always come in and out. They've been doing that ever since. Oh, oh hold on. Let me do this real quick. How about now? I don't know. It usually happens in time. So oh, okay. Any better? Yeah. Okay, cool. I just took the earbuds out. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, so we got like 200 emails. We were super slammed. And uh, there was people, you know, we reopened in like May or whatever. There was people that we already had booked in May for August. And then everything carried over and it just stayed crazy. And then it finally, like I said, I think it's just now catching up and people are burnt out because it used to just be like, oh, I'll throw out a post and get 12 emails and eight of them will be cool. And then the end of that books up my next two weeks. And now it's like, oh, crap, I'll post 12 flash pieces, make three posts go hit my community with flyers, burn some sage, like shout at the moon and I'll get two bookings for this week. And, you know, we'll roll with it. Uh, but it's, it's a lot more work and it's getting back to a little bit of even as recently as three, four years ago, kind of where it was, where it's like, yeah, it's steady. Life is good, but it's, you got to hustle a little bit. And I think it's everybody got, I don't want to say everybody got fat for a minute, but the, the burnout just feels industry-wide very real right now right right and you know it i feel like a lot like you said a lot of people are talking about oversaturation um a lot of people are talking about the same thing you're talking about like there's an economy fluctuation we couldn't do things during covid uh and now we're we're riding the end of that wave um yeah so i feel like like for me it's been weird because we opened the shop you know, and then it was crazy time when we opened the shop because fucking it was right, right during COVID, like right as soon as you could open shops, we opened. That was our first day. Right. So then we were on the road, too, and we were just crushing it everywhere we fucking went. And then, you know. We we had a bunch of staff leave. Uh, the economy switched around, um, you know, recently more staff changes, uh, the business partner backing out, like, dude, all these things. So now we're like, all right, 
which angle are we not going to get it from? Because now we've got to diversify in so many different ways to figure out. And like now we've got a brand new website. Um, our SEO guy is fucking on the fucking workforce, like going hard in it. Um, and now we're looking at our booking system internally. Like we're looking at how we're presenting it on the website to maybe, you know, make it easier and bring more, more of the website clicks to more conversion. So like, Dude, there's so it's like fuck, man. We're we're just trying everything we can. Um, and the business does, but it's not like it doesn't like do well right now. The business is just yeah. doing, you know. And um, the cool thing is, it is feeling worldwide, industry wide. Um, for a lot of us, for some of us, there's still uh, you know, killing the game uh, with no stress. But like. There is a level of burnout there that a lot of us are going through. Um, and that's a part that brings me safety, knowing that, like, it's not just me and I'm not just doing something wrong. Like, oh, yeah, there's a fluctuation going on. So we're just going to have to ride this this part of the wave until the next swell comes, because it's like, what is it, a bear market and a bull market? Yeah. Yeah. The bull market is the one you don't want and the bear market is the one you do want? No. No, I think the bull is the one you do want. That's why the bull is, yeah, it's like the runaway train. Yeah, and the bear market is like a bear that kills you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, we're we're like coming out of a bear market right now. And like, you know, my financial advisor over there like tells me things like, hey, you're not, like, because I'm like, Monique, I'm at my lowest. I'm so sad. I feel like I'm fucking going broke. I feel like I'm fucking everything up. And she's like, no, dude, it's just a weird year. Like money always comes and goes, but like, you're fine. You're in a good spot. Like, yeah. And And I'm like, no, but I don't feel like I'm good. And she's like, no, dude, you're good. So it's just very interesting um, how much your mindset has to do with it too. Because if you let your mindset go down with the bear, then you're fucked right like yeah and there's a lot of people i've seen online and this isn't to like shame anyone or you know whatever but like i think you you can take solace and knowing that we're all burnt out and like everybody's been having to push it into overdrive and everybody's been having to hustle a little more and you know on the one hand that is comforting that it's like yeah we're all kind of feeling it right now so i'm not necessarily doing something wrong On the other hand, um, there are certain people that, you know, friended me on Facebook or whatever. uh, And it's weird because most of these people are people I don't know that well. It's always like people I know well that I'll see posting really cool, positive shit. Like, hey, I did this cool tattoo or like, oh, hey, I love my family or whatever, you know, like upbeat shit. It's always like tat guy by Dan or whatever that friends you because it's like, oh, you tattoo too, whatever. And I'll just accept it they're the guys that you see posting every day. Like no one wants my designs. Who the fuck's going to get these designs? Where are these designs? I'm lowering my rates. I'm this, I'm that. And it's like, dude, if you're posting that every day, a the negativity isn't, you know, draw flies with honey, uh, be it yeah, out there and be like, no one wants my shit. I ain't tattooing. What the fuck? Um, a, it's not a great look. People aren't going to see that and be like, you're right. Tat, tatgoddan.com i should go get tattooed by you uh no one else wants your designs i guess i'll take it but equally i i think and i'm i'm not 
the uh, I'm not the guy to judge this or gauge this. I'm not a market expert. I'm not a whatever. But like, I legit think we're going to see a little bit of a migration in the next year of people who kind of got into it as a hobby or people who got into it a couple years ago when the wave was super high off of COVID and everybody had COVID money and tax money and stimulus checks. I think a lot of the people that like haven't been doing super great are going to like dip out and get a job, you know, somewhere else. And it's, it's going to, you know, I'm, I'm stoked to see that the real estate and the houses for sale in my area are starting to chill a little bit. Cause for about five years, it got real wild. Um, I have friends that would see a house go up for sale for, you know, 210,000 put in a bid for 210,000 the next day. And it's already a 240 and sold. Like it got wild for a minute and it's starting to level off, but there wasn't a bubble burst. Like there was back in the early two thousands. Right. And I don't think the tattoo bubble is going to burst like that. I don't think it's oversaturated to the point that like, we're all fucked, but I do think like, we're going to see some people, kind of fall by the wayside here sooner than later because i do see those people that are like like if you think this is the bad economy like i'm still tattooing almost every day i still am booked out for several weeks other people i know that are usually booked out for months are like oh i'm only booked out for like one month right now they're still booked out for a freaking month like right. things are still fine you just have to like work a little harder and hustle a little more and if people aren't able to hang with that and they're already losing it the burnout might be a little too real for them. And I think we might see some people kind of retire and dip out and maybe it'll make it a little better for everybody, but it seems like at least this time it's going to chill like the housing thing is instead of just exploding in everyone's face. Well, like, so I've, I've been tattooing over 26 years now and I've been around the industry for about 30 almost uh, or more. Because my dad was a tattooer. So yeah. like, I got to see a lot of the tattoo industry from an outside perspective, an inside perspective. But I got to see a lot of the tattoo industry over the years. And there's patterns. And oh, I feel yeah. like the patterns with the tattoo industry are the same as the markets. You know, the, the stock market, the real estate market. Because like the pattern is every guy that ever wanted to hold a tat gun and be a tat lord, like comes in at some point and then that guy because he doesn't have what it takes then stops going to the gym you know what i'm saying yeah. like you know like and and like you just i've seen so many shops open and close i've closed open and closed a bunch of shops um i've seen people start and quit i've seen people you know you know have one foot out in and one foot out for years on and off uh I just think there's always going to be a fluctuation, but you're definitely right. Like there's going to, we're going to see a drop off again of a lot of these shops that just opened up because they want to be tat gods and that sweet dick, man. Like they'll not be here uh, in a while because tattooing, I, th there's this brand that um, a tattooer that you probably know, and you probably know the brand tattoos saved my life um, yeah. by Josh short. Right. So like, I always find those guys funny, not in a disrespectful way, but all the, the tattoos saved my life people. I'm like, I wish I had that story, dog. 
but tattoos almost killed me so many times. <laughs> <laughs> like I have, I have so immersed myself in the tattoo world for so long. It's gotten to be too much and burnout, right? I've been in and out of burnout dog. Like when, when Donna was pregnant and the baby was fucking being like born the first year of Zen's life, bro. I had two instances that I knew I was burnt out and I had a hard time hearing it. Um, so my man Chico, he's the type of dude, like if I call him and ask for advice, he says, I feel so strongly about this that if you don't fucking take my advice, don't call me for advice no more. Right. So like, I like calling him because I know if I'm on the fence, he knows my heart, he knows my direction and he can read me pretty good. So he knows what's best for me. So like I can call him and ask him for things. And when I was, I was talking to him about, like, I felt like I just wasn't doing good in business. Right. And he's like, yo, well, you stopped. And I'm like, "Ugh." <laughs> yeah. He's like, you, you stopped being hungry for it. Like a young motherfucker. I'm like, shut up, old man, leave me alone. So then me and Donna and Jaden are watching fucking, um, John Taffer bar rescue. Love that show. Best show ever. And like, me and Donna felt it at the same time when he's yelling at this people. He's like, you want to know why your business failed? You fucking walked away from it. And me and Donna were like, Ugh. like fucking poison darts, bro. It was like, because we knew like Zen had become our priority and we like made it either or instead of both. You know what I'm saying? And now we're focusing on being great parents, but also building this business. Um, well, business is between her coaching programs, my coaching programs, the real estate stuff, like, you know, like we're like actually allowing ourselves to do all the things we want to do, including being great parents and being good in business. But it's like been so much. And it's like, but like those two moments, like, Chico telling me and then fucking um, John Taffer. It was like, fuck, man. I backed away from my business. I stopped. I, I'm burnt out. I don't like it. And this was the most recent burnout. And there's been yeah. many different burnouts, which is why I know like, so like that's a fucking cycle. Just like the industry, you know, ebbing and flowing with fucking excessive work is a cycle. <laughs> so like, it's all a cycle and we're going through that cycle. And if you're burnt out right now, you're not going to be later. And if you're not burnt out right now, you might be sooner or later. You yeah. know? <laughs> and if you're, if you're not burnt out right now, I don't know what you're doing. Cause everybody is like, whatever right. you're doing, keep doing it. But right. yeah. Like, and, it's, and burnout in so many different ways, not just with work, like just, yeah, I'm burnt out with dealing with life lately. <laughs> No, I, I totally get that. That's been going around too. And it's relationships and friendships and life and work and all of it. It's just seems like everybody's been kind of extra on high alert lately. But uh, something that I have noticed too, like hopping kind of back one thing, but it, you had mentioned, you know, the ebb and flow of the industry. And I, you know, granted took a very long hiatus in between my apprenticeship in the early 2000s and now and uh, got super into playing music and all that. But like, I still stayed around the industry. I still got tattooed again a bunch. I still had friends in the industry and still like was involved. 
and something I remember really seeing and thinking is funny. And it's different from state to state, but markets in general tend to go for, you know, what's hot right now. And I feel like when I really started getting back involved and back into stuff five, six years ago, it was realism was like, everybody wanted realism. And then it's super turned like right around that time into pepper shaded illustrative, the dot worky, the stipply mandalas, all of that stuff. Um, and I have noticed that recently it has been like black work, but not like, Ooh, super dope realism black work it's been a lot of like very basic primitive black work a lot of line work heavy a lot of like ignorant is literally the name of the style i'm not trying to diss on it there's actually some really cool ignorant tattooers out there that do ridiculous shit but it is it, it's a style that is a little more easy to pull off um there's a lot more line work without ways to hide bad line work but there is equally a lot more like purposefully bad line work almost like people want you know their angel numbers and like the weird little drawings and the doodles and the album art line art and stuff like that and it's something that all of the you know the tat gods of the world that you know i picked up my pen on amazon i got my dragon heart let's do a dog like they can kind of get away with it and people are you know i'm i'm in like the tattoo design Reddit on Reddit, the shitty tattoos Reddit, the like apprentice Reddit, the, you know, traditional tattoo. Like I follow all those Reddits and really study the trends and what's going on and like listen to people talk. And it is a lot of people that are posting like, yo, this is my design. What you think, son? And people are like, oh, that's dope. Oh my God. And like celebrating the shit out of the stuff that I'm like, it's not great. It's not awful, but like in a city where again i'm in a medium-sized city and i can think of at least 50 good line work artists like they don't do realism they don't do whatever like that's it and that would kill your tattoos and make them awesome and not charge an overabundant rate you know eddie they got his machine off amazon let's do it do it on my couch y'all like that bubble's gonna burst as soon as that style kind of falls by the wayside um and I feel like really all it all it takes, or at least the abundance of that style and the people that are buying machines online and doing it, I think is going to slow down when whatever the next trend is reveals itself. Um, I think we can all low key blame Pete Davidson for that right now. <laughs> uh, and I I'm I'm high on Pete. I like the guy, but like the next trend is coming. And no, it is. Dude, it's uh, funny because, like, oh, sorry. I, didn't I was just going to say, between that and the economic stuff going on right now and that it is a bear year and all that sort of stuff, like, yeah. I think that oversaturation could sort itself out pretty quickly. Absolutely. And, like, similar but different, um, I've seen the styles come and go. I remember when, like, uh, dream catchers were only for bikers and, like, now they're for, like, the hot girl summer. Um, but even more so is like, now we've got micro portraits getting shitted on again. Mm -hmm. And then going to hold up. And then, you know, like people are real horny about wine weights all of a sudden. Um, and like blowing up your tattoos. So you don't have, you know, fingers this big and a head this big, you know, like 
So it's really interesting how like micro tattoos were all the rage for the last five or so years. And now people are like, yo, you can't do micro tattoos. And the whole time I've been sitting over here in my corner being like, I tried to told them. <laughs> I I will fully admit that I was a middle ground. I totally tap danced on that line because I don't mind doing smaller tattoos. I don't mind, but, but I, 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 you know I would tell look. people like I'm not doing it that small. This is how small right. we can go. And I would argue with people, and then I will pull out literally like a single needle or like the most like six millimeter bug pin type three and do it. Right. And I'm like, hey, it may heal out faded. You might have to get it touched up, but it's going to be better than blowing out. Right. I, I I tap dance that line a little bit here and there, but I also told a lot of people if they were insistent on this size, I'm like, this is going to heal like garbage. I'm telling you that now. Um, you know, and I rolled with that, but at the same time, have I always, every time I've been like, you should go bigger and they're like, okay, let's do it. Am I like stoked? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Um, but I have noticed a few posts. I know there's a girl in Cleveland named May that made one recently. Um, I'm sure I've seen a few others where it is for every younger college age kid that's come in and they want, you know, grandma's handwriting or the line work portrait, the outline, the whatever you know, that big right there, teeny tiny. It just took one person in their overall like cool zone and generational area to start sharing those posts of like, this is how your tiny tattoos heal that all of a sudden they all get it. It's kind of like when mom and dad tell you something and they're actually right, but you're like, nah, but then your friend tells yeah, you and you're yeah. like, Man, that's real. They, they put razor blades in the candy shit. Um, <laughs> you know, like you just need to hear it from the right person. And I've seen those posts exploding lately. And so I think, yeah, we're going to, we're going to hit the next phase soon. And I think a lot of that burnout might cure itself when a lot of the part-timers and the Amazon people and the people that are just doing whatever, you know, tiny tats, I got you dog. I, I, I This isn't meant to shit on anybody because do your thing. But I've noticed that a bunch of people that do like eyebrows and stuff are suddenly tiny tattoo experts. Um, and there's a lot of people using like PMU machines and single needles to do little dainty words. And I've already seen some that are only like six months up that are basically faded. And I'm like, hmm, okay, well, we can cover it for you. But I, I think a lot of that is starting to, you know, tattoos take a while to heal and to fade or to sink and blow out and stuff. And I think we're, like you said, hitting that point where it's getting a little better. So yeah. that that might fix a lot of it. And then we're all going to have a whole new set of burnout because it's going to go from, damn, I got to hustle again to, damn, I got 800 people in my email again, which is the better burnout of the two. Right. Dude, we I used to get wacky again. We used to have to like aggressively tell our clients to calm down if they had to wait because yeah. we were busy. You know what I'm saying? So like, it was very, very, very aggressively, overly abundantly busy. So it was awesome. Um, and it was a burnout. It was like, man, this is this is hard. How do we do this? We don't have a life anymore, you know? Like, so it was, whew, yeah, what a time. What a time to be alive. Yeah. It's just trading burnouts for other kinds of burnouts. Then you get in your fucking sick Mustang, man. Then you do a sick burnout, bro. Yes. <laughs> we'll, all, we'll all have cool mustangs again when everything sorts itself out it's it. um, it's it. <laughs> this, this has nothing to do with feelings but i feel like because it's about six o'clock and we're hitting the wind down time what do you think is the next trend 
What do you got? Where's your money at? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe wishful thinking, but bold color. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like traditional could come back into style again, like real heavy. Um, right? I love that. Uh, I think it's going to get weirder. Um, I think like, I think people are just going to start pushing, but I guess, I guess it's weird depending on where you go. Cause like, you know, basic Pinterest, like original, like simple, huh? You know, yeah, I don't think, I don't think basic Pinterest will ever die. Like we're stuck well, with it, which is cool because it pays my bills. Uh, right. what's the majority I, new new trend? I don't know. I don't know. I can I can never peg these things. What do you think? I around here, and I'm not mad about this, and maybe I'm just speaking out of wishful thinking, but it seems like like you started to say weird. Like it seems like new school neo trad, like the 90s to early 2000s, like weird um caricature proportions and fisheye lens proportions a lot of the weird 90s shit is starting to like like like, like cherry creek vibes almost Um, (laughs) okay it seems like a lot of that is starting to get around here where people want color and they don't want traditional they're like i don't want it to look that flat i don't want it to look that simple but they don't want realism and part of that might be that just people don't have the budget for realism Cause I love doing that at work where someone's like, Oh, I really want a skull. And I'm like, Oh, you're probably looking at a couple hours. We could have fun with that. And then they're like, Oh, and they show me the photo and it's like gorgeous black and gray realism. And I'm like, Hey, I'm not the guy for that. Here's other people at my shop that can do it. And they're like, Oh, my day rate's like 800. And they're like, Oh shit. Okay. How do we get back to that two or three hour thing? Um, So it might be <laughs> part of what it is, but yeah, I've had a lot more people starting to come in that are younger that are showing us like, Oh, I really like this. I really like that. And they're showing a lot of, which is crazy because around Dayton, the really bright, colorful, vivid, traditional stuff that's been popular is a lot more of the like, you know, like primitive, very saturated and awesome, but very no color blends, no gradient, like super simple, traditional. And it's like, when it's done right, it's, gorgeous and i love it and i'm a little bit jealous because i always end up putting in color blends and line weight variations and overdoing it uh but i've had a lot of people showing me more like the neo trad 90s new school fairies and sparrows and stuff like that i hope nautical stars come back it's been too long (laughs) um but i i think that's where it's going and as somebody that can make a bold line and color blend to someone else who makes a bold line and color blend. Like I think, I think things might be all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think we'll make it. I think we'll I make think it. All just hope that uh, it's not realism again. That's it's right. Like I'm attacking like all the realism artists out there. Like I like realism. I, I, I like it. I, but I, I really like yeah. most styles. Like traditional is probably one of my, least practiced styles um and i'm about to do uh three traditional dogs um in the the pharaoh's horse yeah this is tattoo style are you doing them in like the horseshoe and everything 
I don't know what his background is because I've seen okay. it in so many different in so many different variations. Um, so I think I I got him doing his full chest bang, maybe a large torso bang if he's nice. down for crazy. But I I think I know I got a good composition for the three pups, um, and they're his dogs, so it's really cool. But like, it's my chiropractors, and they fucking love traditional work. And yeah. So, all right, cool. But I don't really do a lot of traditional, uh, like Japanese traditional. I don't fuck with like any Oriental traditional. As long as you let me do it my way, I'll do it. But like, if you want it like traditional, don't know the rules. And yeah. I'm not trying to study that. So, you know, like those are the only things I really stay away from. But like, I even don't stay away from traditional. I just don't get a lot of people asking for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Real I don't know. Realism. I like all the styles. Realism is my least strong area. I can and will do it. If it's like a portrait of a family member or something, then no, like I'm staying far away. I like that I work with realism artists that are dope that I can just pass it to them. Right. Right. Uh, more so than anything, I just, A, it was a joke, but B, because like realism really had the reins pretty oh, hard gosh. for a long time. I mean, really just until the last few years and even throughout the last few years, I haven't seen a lot of realism artists get that hungry. You know, some of them have had to incorporate lines again and stuff, but if it, if it takes over again, it's like, you, you guys just had your day in the sun. Like <laughs> give, give me nautical stars. That's all I'm asking. That's it. That's um, it. Start, just start making nautical star flash. And then I, there you go. I'm going to make up a sheet of nautical. I'm going to start producing the most, me versions of all of the 90s like cherry creek and all of those like the oh. wacky sparrow that has the super weird like dipped up proportions and the giant betty boop eyes um the... cherries everything's getting cherries <laughs> nautical nautical stars make um, tattooing fun again here we are yes sir all right bro well let's wrap up i love you uh oh, Today was a great day. I, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, let's start talking about bringing guests on too. Yes. Uh, I'll leave you in charge of bringing guests on for now because I can never do the scheduling right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think I think that'll be fun too. Uh, but yeah, thank you for showing up always. Yeah. Uh, you guy gabe and the whole crew here at reinventing thank you for everyone watching um and uh we will see you guys next week yeah love y'all right. bye love you oh yeah and uh i think i'm getting tattooed one of the days that we do it yeah uh, yeah Who are you getting tattooed by? jake swist the guy that's doing uh this cover up his sleeve guy nice yeah, it's kind of hard to see, but yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, we're going to be working That's on my sure. Heck yeah. All so right. Well, I'll done. see you next week. And then the week after, you'll get tattooed. It'll be great. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it'll be awesome. All right. Well, love you guys. Bye. <laughs>